The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. What in the world is happening? It is season four of the Salmon Says Podcast. All right, here with, um, with RJ Post, first of all, uh, thanks for coming on again. Oh, it's great. I'm glad to be here. So what number of book is this for you? Is this number four now? This is number three. Three. Okay. Very good. So first you had uh, Lion Taming, right, was right. the short stories. Mm-hmm. And then the next book was short stories. What was that one called? That one was Tasmanian Tigers, True Love, and Other Elusive Things. All right. And so now you have Phantoms in the Fieldhouse. And this is not short stories. This is all one story. Is that correct? Yes. This is a novel, a mystery novel. Okay. What made you want to do a mystery? Well, you know, one of the stories in my first book was called Mystery Girl. Okay. And it was a story about some teenagers trying to solve a decades-old murder mystery involving a silent film star. Okay. And a lot of people who read the book said that they really enjoyed that one. So I thought, what if we could uh, take a longer take on those same characters? Okay. I always wanted to write a novel, you know, after doing a couple of collections of short stories wanted to expand into something broader and deeper, and so that seemed like a, a good way to go about it. So how long was this in process before you actually started, I mean, putting it down to, to paper? Was it going in your head for a while? Was it, you know, after book number two, you just started on this right away, or? Well, I think I started on it fairly quickly, uh, maybe a month or so after getting book two out, and uh, I did have to do, a, you know, a certain amount of thinking about it. Sure. The original short story I had written was about 5,000 words, right? and I wanted to write something about 50,000 words, so that's quite a leap. No kidding. And uh, my initial thought was, there's not enough there to, to write a novel. If I wanted to write a novel with the same characters, what would it be about? So then I started doing some head scratching and some researching online, thinking about, uh, so what do, what do characters this age think about? You know, kids that are in high school. Sure. What are the things that are on their mind? What are the things that they're uh anxious about so this takes place in like modern day then it does okay so yeah you and i have been a long time since we've been teenagers and things yeah have changed it's been a lot. while there's no internet back then no so okay so that's cool so yeah, that took a lot of work for you too to research and, and do that well to a certain degree i thought about you know when my kids were that right. age which was, is certainly a little bit closer than i have when one you yeah. and i were yep i have a teenager now and uh but then also uh you know talking to friends who have kids that age and just doing some research online and thinking about that. So, yeah, that took a certain amount of time. So when you actually went to write it, I mean, put it down, obviously there's editing and stuff that goes along, but how, I mean, how long was the whole process of just you know, from beginning to end, basically? Does it take over a couple of months? Do you write for a while and then, okay, I got to take a week off? You know, how does it work for you, the process? Well, I write pretty steadily. Okay. Um, you know, I'll write at least uh, a few hundred words a day, maybe more like a thousand words a day. It depends on the day sure. somewhat. Um, you know, since I've got a day job, I have to write in the evening or write on weekends that time. So, you know, if, on, in a good week, I might complete a couple chapters. Um, slower week, it might just be one chapter, depending on how much research I have to do, that kind of thing. So I started in this, doing the research, really, January, February of this year. And I had most of the writing done till in June. Oh, wow. So then you bet, yeah. It's not so, bad at all. We had some other things to do then, had to format the book. Sure. And uh, you know, had to proofread it, format it. And then I worked with Idea Bank Marketing on the cover. 
Yeah, that's awesome. The cover looks really good. It's more of a customized color cover now for you. Yeah, it's really, really turned out well. All three of our designers uh, worked on different concepts, and then we went with a particular one. Caleb Groves is the particular designer that did the final cover design. That's cool, and it comes up with actual faces here, so the people kind of put some faces to the characters. Right, yeah, right. It's a neat deal. Uh, so, so, uh, so far, the book just came out. Now, where is it available? Right now, it's only available on Amazon. Okay, but you can do the physical copy, which you have here. Right. Or you oh, can, definitely. Or, is there an online copy as well? Just ebook. You can or? you can get the Kindle copy, or you can get the paperback. Um, there's a program on Amazon called uh, uh, Kindle Unlimited or Kindle Select. Um, people that subscribe to that program can read it for free. Okay. So that works out pretty well. Right. So good. So how, what have you heard yet from people reading this? Have you had somebody read through it all already and say, hey, here, you know, here's my opinion? I know it's um, relatively new. I know, yeah, there are several people who have told me they've purchased the book. Uh, I can think of one in particular uh, uh, resident here in Grand Island that uh, got the Kindle version and read it right away <laughs> and just said that she really loved it. Wow. So I, I am hearing good things about it, which is encouraging. That's awesome. So the uh, the mystery here is it uh, without giving away too much is it kind of a murder mystery or is it just like you know trying to get somebody's heritage tracing back type what kind of mystery is it There's different ways you can go. Okay, this particular story doesn't have any actual murder. Okay, in it, um, you know there are, people seem to think that when you write a mystery, it somebody has to die. Sure, you know, and there are even a lot of writers out there that write what they call cozy mysteries. Yeah. You know, the sort of bloodless, uh, not <laughs> right. too scary kind of mystery. But almost all of those have murders in yeah. them. They passed away in their sleep. right? You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure what's so cozy about a murder. Yeah. Uh, this particular story doesn't. The two things that they're investigating, um, one of them is about basically a haunted gymnasium. Hmm. Okay. okay. Um, their high school has this new building, a field house. But it's really an old building. Okay. Uh, it was at a college that uh, went defunct. The high school needed m- more space, so they had the building moved to their campus. Oh, okay. And when they, they start using it, they discover that... Uh, it's occupied. Maybe yes, some, something or someone right. has come along with it. <laughs> and it's causing okay. some problems. The other thing that they're investigating is the theft of a million dollars in Canadian gold maple leaf coins. Hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with those coins. I'm not, no. I don't know the Canadian currency. Yeah, the Canadian Royal Mint actually creates these primarily for people who want to uh, invest in gold bullion. Oh, okay. You know, there's another coin from South Africa that used to be a popular investment, but especially during the days of apartheid, not everybody wanted to do trade with South Africa. Okay. So Canada came up with their own solution, the Canadian Gold Maple Leaf, and... uh, these are these coins are ninety nine point nine nine percent pure gold. Wow, they're worth about two thousand dollars a piece. Hmm. So uh, I'd say they're very rare. Then, uh, well, they're not per se rare. Oh, okay, they're the value is in the gold itself, not in scarcity like sure. uh, like an old uh, baseball card or yeah, like a right or yeah. like an old uh, buffalo head nickel. Oh, okay, you know, yeah. Um, so the, the value is in the gold itself and, uh, someone has stolen a million dollars worth of these, okay. hijacked them. And this story takes place in upstate New York. Okay. 
So Canada's just across the lake. Right. You know, yeah. Lake Ontario. So uh, they're very curious about what's going on with this, and then they start to get signs that uh, maybe this crime has come to their town. Yeah. Well, interesting. So uh, to pick up state New York, have you been there? Is there, is there a reason why you picked that, or is it just relate better because of the geographic location? Well, I haven't been to upstate New York. Okay. I'm from Ohio originally. There are a lot of similarities. Okay. Uh, you know, upstate New York is just on the other side of Lake Erie sure. from <laughs> from those of us from Ohio. But my wife was born in Syracuse, okay. New York. So that's one reason why I picked it. Another reason why I picked it is because I wanted a location with, you know, a lot of forested areas. A lot of times the woods are kind of a, give off kind of a spooky vibe. Sure. And uh, that sort of thing. Forests, lakes, right. things of that nature. That it's wouldn't work in like South Central New York. Or, well, probably not. Yeah, if it right. was in There's Manhattan. There's other spooky things there. but Right. If it right were on. in Manhattan, <laughs> it would be quite a bit different story. Yeah, definitely. Well, very cool. Uh, so third book, uh, it's available on Amazon, uh, Kindle, uh, any, and that's pretty much it, right? You said Amazon's at the moment. It. it is, sure. Yeah, right. Uh, I hope to get it into some stores in our area. Unfortunately, I, I don't know of a store in Grand Island that that stocks new books. Yeah, I don't either. I would love to get it uh, in some place here in Grand Island. If anybody has a store that's interested, uh, I'd love to hear from them. Uh, I have taken one of mine down to the library and just donated it, and they put it in for people to check it out. Right. So I will be donating one. one of these to the library. And then on uh, September 26th, it's a Tuesday at 7 p.m. You've got a signing coming up, right? Right. I'll yeah. be doing a book reading there. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Right. Very good. So yeah. folks can come and check it out. And I will have some for sale there yeah. at that time, too. Awesome. Very good. So very cool talking to uh, R.J. Post, his third book here, uh, former newspaper guy, so writing's in your blood. Uh, when you go to write, I know me, I have to have complete quiet. You know, It just has to be really quiet. I can have the kids running around. I, you know, TV going, shut the phone off. I got to have, do you, what is your style for writing? Everybody's a little different. Some people like music playing. What would, what would yours be? Now, most of the time when I'm writing, I have a, I have what I call an office at home. Mm-hmm. It doubles as a guest room and a okay. music room. But uh, <laughs> I go in there and shut the door usually, sit down with my laptop. and that's, nobody, nobody bothered me for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's usually where I write. Uh, you know, Stephen King wrote a great book about writing, which is cleverly enough called on writing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Went to the end of the earth for that one. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's what he recommends is yeah. going in a room, closing the door, and then you don't have to worry about what anybody thinks of what you're writing. Sure. You know, when you go back to do, edit your first draft or whatever, maybe you think a little bit more about that. But when you write your first draft, uh, it's just you and the computer or the typewriter or the big chief tablet, whatever yeah. you use. And uh, nobody's there to look over your shoulder or judge you. And uh, that's kind of the way I usually do it. I can write with background noise. I mean, you know, I worked in a newsroom for 31 years, and uh, those are rarely quiet. Yeah. So, uh, but normally I do prefer to have some peace and quiet when I do it. Well, with your newspaper background, too, you were an editor for a long time. And so it's nice Mm -hmm. that you can go back and edit your own stuff, too, where you don't have to necessarily hire that out or get another person's opinion, either. I do... um, have someone that, that gives it another read-through. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, proofing and some feedback. And that's sort of nice, right? Uh, yeah, my daughter yeah. Kayla. Okay. Uh, who has two master's degrees and has written a uh, dissertation, which is like writing a book. Right. If you've yeah. ever seen one. She's the one that does that for me. And on this particular book, too, I enlisted the services of a sensitivity reader. Hmm. 
because uh, one of my four main characters is a young woman of mixed race. Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, I'm 59-year-old white guy. Right. As sensitive as I want to be to everybody, <laughs> um, I haven't walked in those shoes. Sure, something might come and up wrong. Or, so yeah. I did find someone online, a uh, younger woman who is of mixed race, primarily African-American, to read those portions of the book and to see, uh, actually, she read the entire thing. Yeah. To kind of check the sensitivity on uh, Holly, is the girl's name, sure. and her father, who is also a character in the book. And she did give me a little bit of feedback, some places here and there where I could improve things, yeah. uh, change the wording a little bit. Right. So that was very helpful. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I would have never thought of doing that, uh, and most people probably wouldn't either. So that's it. That's, yeah. Never even thought of that. That's a neat deal. Well, very good. The book is called uh, Phantoms in the Fieldhouse. It's the third one from RJ Post. Uh, you can get it available on Amazon. And again, give us the uh, the book signing and the reading at the library. What day is that? That is uh, Tuesday, September 26th, 7 p.m. All right, coming up very soon here. RJ, always a pleasure to see you. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Well, it's always good to see you. This has been a presentation of the Salmon Says Podcast, copyright 2023, Salmon Says Media. Don't steal it.